Here we are. Welcome, folks. It is our second episode of In Science We Trust with your host. My name is Miguel Valentino. I'm Allison Beltran. Pleasure to have you back. Thank you. It's obligated. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, of course. (laughs) You already signed the contracts and everything, so we're kind of committed here. Exactly. We have our second episode, which today is pretty much going to be about fossil fuels and how they impact our society and everything that we got going on around in our economy. As we preface every episode, we do have to say we are not scientists. Um, We're just science enthusiasts who really like the study of science and everything that's going on in our society. So we just figured, you know what? Why not take a crack at this? Let's see what's going on and get a closer perspective at what's really happening with our world. Enough understanding to know what it's going to do to what, where we live or how we live. Exactly. I guess one of the easier questions that people could ask since we're talking about fossil fuels is, what exactly is it? It's a very on-the-nose name, actually, from what I read. I mean, I guess a lot of you already have that image of a crank literally hitting a dinosaur bone and just drawing out that juice that makes the gas that runs our cars. And it's very simplified, but it's almost to that extent. The word's hard to pronounce, but it's a type of decomposition that fossils went through. Because fossils can exist if they were decomposed naturally. As you would know, anything decomposing in literally out in the open, that decomposes. It'll eventually, those bones, even if you, they'll be there 20, hundreds of years, but they won't be there forever. Mm -hmm. Fossils, how they've lasted 60 plus million years, how those lasted was because of this type of decomposition. It's, let me try, anaerobic decomposition. (laughs) That's That's the word of the day. (laughs) It's basically a lack of oxygen. So microorganisms and bacteria had to kind of step in and degrade them. But it did leave fossils. Those fossils and the decomposition creates, I guess for lack of a better word, runoff. Mm -hmm. So it creates natural gas, it creates coal, and it creates petroleum. So even coal and natural gas are fossil fuels. That kind of energy that can be created when they're burned or their runoff, which is natural gas, coal, those are the three fossil fuels. And of course, the three we use most now, and now the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but- I think you had some facts a little bit about like what they do and how fossils are made. Throw yes, in on that. of course. So pretty much the way that they are made is you have to go back to 300, 400 million years ago where fossil fuels were created. And basically most of the stuff that we see today, they were actually made from plants and living animals that were around at that time. So the way that they were made is there's three different steps that were pretty much handled for it. First step is the decompression from the weight of everything that was going on because the plants and the animals were buried underneath the earth for a good chunk of that time. The other part is the microorganisms that were living there decomposed the plants and fossilized animals. And then the other step, of course, is the heat that was underground that was heating everything up. And then that's how you got the fossil fuels created. Now, the problem that we have going on is that you can use all these fossil fuels. We've been using them for so long, but it takes so long to produce them. Obviously, it took 400 million years for us to have access to all this now. Well, it's pretty much taken that long to make them. Well, that's one issue. So let's say there wasn't catastrophic environmental consequences for burning and refining fossil fuels. We're going to run out of them. I mean, someone could snap their fingers and make all that stuff not be an issue like it wasn't creating massive amounts of carbon in the in the atmosphere and we'll get into why that's such a big deal we're running out of it <laughs> so it's just like again we could not we can make some way of getting rid of the carbon runoff that would be great 
that would just buy us some time because yeah. there's not enough of it. It just we're, isn't. We're using up way more than we can actually produce. Yeah. So eventually we're going to run out. The biggest thing too is that we're also heating up the atmosphere because of it, because of all the CO2. When you use fossil fuels, you're burning up uh, carbon dioxide and releasing it into the atmosphere, which is what is heating up our climate. Carbon, it can be gotten rid of. Plants, obviously, they take in carbon and create oxygen for us, but there's only so much we can do. Deforestation is also a big issue in that. Mm -hmm. It's not, we don't have enough plants to get rid of the carbon we're making. Um, On top of that, what carbon does essentially, simply, is trap the heat. If the heat's not going anywhere, it just doesn't disappear. You know, it just doesn't go into a void. It just stays here and just keeps collecting and collecting. And the heat is one thing. Excess heat, you know, is just going to get hotter. That's going to make the polar caps melt, increase. It's a chain reaction. The environment works the way it does. The balance it's achieved is for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were made for. And that's how the planet was made to run. That's not going to happen pretty soon. That balance is being thrown off kilter. Mm -hmm. So that's a secondary thing. Carbon's trapping all this heat in there. We're not getting rid of it fast enough, and we're making more. What's even worse, too, is that because of the heat being trapped, a lot of the ice is melting over in the polar ice caps, which is making the water levels rise, which is even worse because the water is being acidic. And because of that, eventually, if the rate that things are going now, we're going to end up losing about a third of our marine life population because of it. Yeah, again, the water's at the level it is for a reason. Mm -hmm. The environment, the climate is there as it should be for a reason. The animals have adapted to that. You know, all that bull people like to say about, you know, well, it's survival of the fittest is always misinterpreted. It's survival of the fittest in the environment that they're best suited for. Mm -hmm. You can't just change that on a dime and expect evolution to catch up. Right. Of course, there's going to be changes to the environment. And yeah, eventually it might not be suitable for human life. But as far as we see it, it shouldn't happen this fast and now with this ferocity. Mm-hmm. And speaking of changes, I know that apparently we've already made pretty significant changes. The reason why there's so many weird storms going on or our climate, it seems like we've had hotter summers or colder winters and little things like that. The weather has been changing because we've already heated up the atmosphere by almost two degrees. Exactly. So the California fires, look. We're going to have wildfires. No one's suggesting wildfires are only a result of climate change. However, they're made worse. So we don't have... California's already dry. So imagine we mess with the the rain patterns even more. I was reading basically a couple of winter goes, we had a lot of rain. That wasn't that great a thing, actually, because that meant there was just more vegetation to burn. But then no rains came after that. It wasn't continuous rains. A kind of a mixture to keep things, to keep a balance between dry and moist. You know, it was just a bunch of flora and Mm -hmm. that just burns like crazy so any ecological disasters we have already are just exacerbated by what the climate is so we're in the middle of a drought we're still in a drought california is anyway so it's just really really dry weather and just interchanging storms or storms once in a while actually make things worse because if it doesn't stay it's just a lot of vegetation that's only right for burning what's scary too is that we've already seen so many changes now If we keep going at the rate that we're going, we should see some pretty drastic changes in the next 11 years. Yeah. I was reading another article stating that by 2040, it's going to get so bad to the point where we're actually going to have a shortage of food because of the changes that are going on. Higher heat waves, of course, more susceptible to even more fires that have been going on lately. It's just going to be disastrous. And that's only going to be in the next couple 20 something years. That report was scary because people thought we might have to the end of the century. Might. To basically tell us we don't even have half of that. Also, I mean, we're not trying to honestly finger wag at anyone because our personal consumption has nothing on major corporations at the moment. 
basically, I think 100 corporations right now are responsible for 71% of carbon emission. Wow. So all these articles are like, yeah, drive less, you know, use less water. That's fuck all (laughs) (laughs) compared to what happened if those corporations didn't exist anymore. And also what I find interesting, because at one point fossil fuels were revolutionary. People were burning wood, people were burning whale oil, which isn't necessarily bad, but it's a limited supply, basically. Burning wood, burning oil, there's only so much energy you can get out of that without risking a lot of injury or basically you can't do it. There's just not enough wood, there's not enough whale oil, what you used to use to burn. So once upon a time, fossil fuels were the advent of technology. They were as incredible to the people who lived back then as maybe the internet is to us now. That was the advent of the steam engine, the advent of industrial revolution. That's basically the the nearest thing that can match for us. Uh, how incredible that is, is the internet and the kind of online connectivity we have now, how quickly it expanded. 20 years ago, we didn't need the internet as much as we did now. And that kind of reflects back to fossil fuels, how much you could do and how much things change so quickly, why it's called the industrial revolution when we start implementing a full scale. But now, instead of going to things that do work, like solar energy, that's not a theory that that works. It works. That the entirety of California is not covered with solar panels is ridiculous to mm-hmm. me. It's so hot here. How much we could power if we didn't rely so much on petroleum, fossil fuels, the wi- not windmills, or the wind farms, basically. The wind farms, yeah. That's not a theory. That works. Mm-hmm. And of course, not e- not solar energy is not going to work everywhere. But imagine how many really hot nations just decided to use solar panels and leave maybe fossil fuels for the people who can't get solar energy of course there's places you can't get solar energy yeah so basically now once fossil fuels were the advent of technology now they're holding it back because of course you know oil corporations spend they spend millions on renewable energies they spend billions stopping them from going any further mm-hmm. there's a reason there isn't like an electric car station everywhere you see they call it like um range anxiety for electric car owners you don't have a lot of options but think about it why wouldn't there be why wouldn't there just be electric outposts if again the car industry wanted so bad to sell these cars they don't because again big oil is probably not helping in that department or anything like that and they're just going to sell more even if they're charitable you know if they're really against environmental change or environmental disaster they're not going to also eat in their bottom line right so now fossil fuels is holding back better tech and what's really interesting too is that we technically do have the funds to go the solar way or go towards renewable energy. We technically could reform all the social structures that we have at the moment that are promoting fossil fuel and using fossil fuels and do a complete overhaul and pay for everything. Granted, it would take a little bit of time, but we do have the funds from an article that I was reading. It's just a matter of the fact is our political stances probably won't go for that. No, it costs money. And a lot of big corporations would probably lose that money instead of actually trying to change reform for the better. They're thinking about their wallets instead of the atmosphere and potential irreplaceable damage that could happen to the atmosphere if we don't do something about it today. I guess that pretty much sums up any information that we had about fossil fuels. What do you think personally? Do you think it's a good idea that we discovered fossil fuels? Do you think it's a bad idea? Is it kind of in the middle area? Hmm. Fossil fuels on its own, it allowed us to leave the lives we lead now. But I think it goes back to, again, we're not allowing it to then, to leave it behind and go on to something else. We're not letting, we're not letting science do what it needs to do is to become better and to give us better options. Fossil fuels aren't just stagnating us. No, we got to use fossil fuels. Sure, a solar panel makes in California all the energy you'll ever need for one day. But no, you got to use fuel. Mm -hmm. So fossil fuels, you know, it already had that bad stigma of, always trading that kind of carbon 
But now fossil fuels is not the one that's saying let's not advance any further. So people using and insisting we use this to to our own deaths, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What would have been the world been like without the Industrial Revolution? No. That's kind of a bigger topic. That's true. We were all still living on pastoral farms. Can you regret the life that didn't lead? I don't know. Yeah. They say that, you know, the whole ignorance is bliss in the sense that, well, this is all that we would have known if we didn't have the Industrial Revolution. So would it have been that bad of a change? We don't know. I personally think I'm more of the middle ground, actually, in the sense that I think it's a good idea that we had discovered fossil fuels just in the sense that, you know, the Industrial Revolution did happen. Um, It definitely helped us advance as a civilization with the technology that we have. But I feel that there is a point where we should have gone the renewable energy route or gone to a more healthier, eco-friendly energy source a long time ago and not have kept this going, especially when the reports... I noticed something else that I was looking up too. There were reports that were saying in the 70s is when people really started noticing the climate changes and nobody did anything about it. Yeah, we could have stopped it then and we did Yeah, we saw everything that was going on, but we didn't do anything about it. So was it a good thing that we had discovered fossil fuels? I would say it definitely advanced our society as a whole, but we really should have looked towards another alternative a long time ago. Yeah, it's a, it's a stagnation of science, strangely enough, by these people who are like, why should we use something so basic? It's actually pretty good. All right, that pretty much wraps up our segment. Tune in next week where we will be talking about... Self-driving cars. Self-driving cars. Well, if you ever didn't have enough money for your Uber driver, maybe now you could have your personal one on the road at home waiting for you. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.